Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to the All You Listening Now podcast, where I will talk about any and everything. I am your host, Johnny, back at it again for another week. Yo, shout out, and this is a special shout out to our government for finally deciding to release a million barrels of oil and gas, of course, that will help lower these extremely high gas prices right now. You all know that I have been a heavy, heavy opponent of our government and any governments for that matter. So the fact that they are actually doing something useful, I have to give them props for. So kudos to you guys for finally, finally doing something meaningful. But nevertheless, though, I certainly hope you've had a very, very good week because I know that I have as well well all right ladies and gents thank you very much for tuning in to today's show taking time out of your busy day to download and listen to the show the podcast of course gets played anywhere podcasts are being played nowadays so as you tell your friends family members loved ones neighbors relatives anybody that you come across about the show they will be able to find the show anywhere on these different platforms there is a way to like the show rate the show even leave a comment as well as subscribe to the show. By doing all that, it will greatly help me out. It'll help promote the show as you guys have done. And I greatly appreciate that. And also subscribing to the show would allow you to see anytime a new episode is uploaded, which is normally on Fridays. Now it'll get it sent right to you or at least send you an alert. So look for those options on the different podcasting platforms that you may be listening to the show on. In the description of the show notes, I leave timestamps for every segment of the show. So that way, if you're a little crunch for time and you can't listen to the entire show, you can just go straight to the favorite segment of the show that you want to listen to. Or, of course, as you come back to the show, you'll be able to do that as well. So look for those timestamps in the description. But on today's show. Let me start off by this, by saying this. So I know that as time has gone on, we have seen and heard of things happening in the world that has made us question the world's sanity and will often make us say, what the heck is happening? But this one article that I read and was published by MSNBC really irritated me this past week. So the title of the article to set to set it up was the far right's obsession with fitness is going digital. And under the title, the subtitle was white supremacist latest scheme to vulgarize violence and hypermasculinity has gone digital. Now, this is an opinion piece, and I do know that everyone is and should be entitled to their opinion, no matter if I or anyone else agrees with it. Having said that, yeah, Cynthia Miller Idris, the writer of this article, is way off base with this one and honestly, flat out just wrong. Now, before I dive into my thoughts, let me provide some specifics of what the article was talking about. And yes, paraphrasing will be done here. In this op-ed piece, 
that she wrote, she argued that working out has always been a component of fascism and she even dared to invoke the name of Hitler in this mentioning how he used it to get his men into fighting shape. Yes, she said that, but it goes on. She also stated that this movement that we have seen here in the U.S. is really on the right wing side and even cited a far right wing group in Maryland to back her claim since that group happens to be inviting folks to join their gym. She says that UFC and MMA fighters are dissidents against the current people in power. And because of that, the whole sport has also has to be a part of this movement. Lastly, but certainly not least though in this article, she wanted to lend her voice to tell gym owners and trainers that they should basically watch out for this kind of stuff in their gyms because maybe people getting in shape will cause them to go far right wing and make them think that January 6th was not so bad. Okay, so maybe I oversold my last point on the January 6th, but it doesn't take away from the fact of just how crazy she sounds making the other above points. It's like she forgot all about her liberals on her side not too long ago where yoga and outdoor, you know, activities, which last I checked was probably going to help you get in shape and be fit. I guess you forgot that that was an actual thing not too long ago and I think still is. Now, real quick, just in case you are curious about who the heck this lady even is, she's a professor at the School of Public Affairs and Education Department of Justice, Law and Criminology, and she happens to specialize, this is my favorite, she happens to specialize in polarization and extremism research and innovation, which is kind of wow considering her over-the-top take that she actually wrote in this article. Seems like she's exercising a lot of what she has studied. Hmm. Her work is also funded by our government, and though that's not as troubling as our government funding wet labs, which tie into gain-of-function research, it's still troubling enough, though. Here's what's most troubling for me about this. Over the last few years, we have seen our country and the world, honestly, get caught up in culture wars that have divided us. And it's mind numbing stuff like this that is creating that. So it wasn't good enough for us to disagree to the point of not wanting to speak to people of the opposite views anymore. But now we're supposed to wonder if the in shape person that we see that likes to work out at the gym or possibly conservative or probably a Trumpster or a neo-Nazi. Working out for what seems like forever has always been something that was talked about in a positive way for a couple of different reasons. The first one being that us being fit will bring us into much better health, which will ensure that we have a much better chance of not having to suffer through some illnesses. The second being that as a byproduct of this, our physical appearance will bring us a added confidence about ourselves. Now, you would think that folks doing this will be praised and lauded 
And a matter of fact, should be actually we should actually be talking about and encouraging more. But nope, not from this lady. It's almost if, even though she does plenty of research, that I guess she hasn't come across any research of data that showed that in this pandemic that we, I guess, maybe aren't in, but maybe still are in, depends on who you talk to, that outside of older people, the ones that suffered and died the most were obese people. It's like she didn't come across that data. Now, I know I'm no doctor, but last I checked, one of the best ways to overcome the number one health issue in our country is to have a better diet, but it's to also work out. No matter what your political stance is, this is a universal scientifically proven method and no one should be shaming anyone or trying to paint this as a fascist or a part of some evil group. Regardless of what this professor or anyone that thinks like her says, I'm going to encourage everyone that is working out to keep on doing it because I know I will. And if you aren't, today's a great day to start. Your health is way too important not to. If you can't afford a gym membership, no worries. The weather is changing, at least in the northern hemisphere, changing some of the southern hemisphere too. But walking outside to get that cardio is my favorite way to get cardio. And most importantly, it won't cost you a dime to actually do it. So here's to our wealth in health and a much better way of life. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, well, so working out's a bad thing now, huh? I guess anything is fair game to be a culture war. But let me switch gears to this. Because even though that could almost seem like a slap in the face, since everyone else is talking about it, I won't spend a lot of time on this since this topic has been talked about, debated, and analyzed to death already by everybody. But here's my take on Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. So off the top, to get this out of the way, um, Will Smith was wrong and out of pocket for slapping that man. It's why he apologized because he knew he was wrong. Yeah, maybe not at first, but after getting dragged by the majority of people and probably having Uncle Denzel and Cousin Tyler along with Diddy or P. Diddy or whatever that man is calling himself nowadays, um, talk to him, it seems that seemed to do the trick to get him to actually see some of the error in his ways. Now, under no circumstances should anyone lay hands on people simply because they may have said something that we don't like. Now, people doing this is as old as time itself since people have done this for years. Heck, not even that long ago in the Wild Wild West days, people were literally shooting folks dead due to what a person might have said. Now, we have evolved past that way of thinking now, I think, which is why our life expectancy isn't 32 years of age on average like it was in those days. For the folks that are defending Will, let me ask you this. Would you be okay with someone coming up to you and smacking you because of what you said might have offended them. And don't give me a I wish a person would do it line either. We way too grown or should be way too grown to be fighting. And real talk, 
you would not be okay with someone doing that to you. And also, don't give me a, well, I wouldn't say anything offensive because, again, the offense is only judged by the offended party. So you could literally say the sky is blue and somebody might get pissed off. So, yes, offense can find its way through anything you say, do, or feel. Also, would you have felt differently if that slap had not Chris Rock out? Just curious. I know we're visual people. Um, like, for example, when the video, when Ray Rice, we heard about him slapping his wife and we were just like, oh, domestic violence again. But then when we actually saw the video, we got more outraged. So I bet you had that happened to Chris Rock, I bet you some of you who's out there defending Will would actually change your tune. I know that as a society, we are trying to advance. And I think in a lot of ways, that's a great idea. However, I think we should revisit and bring back something from my day that could help us fix all this. And this is a little saying that goes like this. <clears throat> Sticks and stones might break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You remember ever saying that as a kid when somebody was maybe making fun of you and you would you know, say that phrase, maybe we need to bring that back today. I think if we could all be reminded of this, then that might save some people from getting attacked by folks who might not understand this simple idea. Joe Rogan in this, who actually had a very great comment with this, a lot of people are trying to bring sanity and explanation to an insane act. And yeah, with this one, it's just a, he's wrong, he's wrong. No buts, just wrong. You could say he's defending his wife all he wants, but again, it doesn't make him any less wrong. But that's my take on that. All right, ladies and gents, let me switch gears to this because again, that happened some time ago. It's still talked about today and didn't want to spend a ton of time on that. But we are at the beginning of the second quarter of 2022 and just three days ago, President Biden signed into law making lynching a federal hate crime. As a normal, rational, thinking human that I believe I am, which I know can be up to debate from time to time, I would have thought that by now, something this simple and as cut and dry as we could possibly get it would have been passed a long time ago, but sadly it wasn't. This actually really provides truth to the phrase of only in America can something last this long. I mean, I would think that since the bill was first introduced way back in the night in 1900 by George Henry White, that after trying and trying and trying and trying to the tune of 200 failed attempts. Well, I guess 201 did the trick and it got it passed. All joking aside though, this bill should have been passed a long time ago. And this time it was well bipartisan signed bill. And it looks like most people agreed. But then I started to read a couple of articles and then I came across and I read a article by um, Jesse Waters of Fox News. I think he actually said this on his show saying that we have bigger issues at hand than to waste time on signing a minor bill. It's almost like 
he doesn't think Congress can walk and chew bubble gum to work on a quote unquote major and quote unquote minor bill. Now I get it. Since our government hasn't shown the best track record when it comes to doing anything, but it's this way of thinking though that has caused an issue and a bill as easy as this one to not be passed for 200 years. I think that Congress should pass any bill that's easy. Like for example, the next bill that should get signed into law is the Daylight Saving Times bill, and I mean ASAP. Getting these things signed will not cause any delay in any other bill, and honestly, that's an easy way to try and give Congress an excuse as to why they can't get legislation passed that we the people actually need. It also was an insensitive comment altogether, to be honest, considering the long history of lynching done to most black people and really overall minorities in general, but obviously predominantly black people. I mean, didn't we just have a lynching story reported just back in 2019, I believe? And one could actually argue that the killing of Ahmaud Arbery back in 2020 was a lynching too. So the fact that we have recent events to point to that show this horrible behavior and act. And this dude, Jesse just brushes it off. Like it's no big deal. It's flagrant is flagrantly ignorant at best. I really do hope that like I mentioned, you know, like I just mentioned earlier, Congress and our governments, even the local governments will begin to start a trend that easy laws can get passed instead of holding them up and having them sit on the ballot for years and years and years. Doing that will give us some things we could actually use and it could start to give a perception that our government is actually doing something that could start the long process of them trying to gain back our trust. Now, it might take anywhere from 30 to, I don't know, 200 years, give and take, to get to, to gain that trust. But hey, you have to start somewhere, right? As far as anyone that agrees with Jesse, let me leave you with this question. Full of questions today, but let me leave you with this question. If you had two tasks to be done, and you know, one, you could get knocked out or solved quick, whereas the other one might take you a little while longer to get done. Are you going to just not work on the easier one because you just have to get the tougher one done first? Yeah, that logic doesn't make sense to me either, but our government here in the United States anyway has used that way of thinking for centuries. I'll just leave it with this and say that I'm glad that the Emmett Till Anti-Litching Act was passed. Also, if you haven't heard of or are aware of the Emmett Till story, um, Google it, go read up on it. And once you do, you will quickly see why this name had to be chosen for this bill. But we will definitely, definitely see if this is actually a trend that 
our government actually follows. And again, since this, this bill was passed pretty much unanimously, I think that was when I was reading, I think there were like seven people who abstained. And I want those names. I want the names of the people who actually abstained from this bill. I want those names because those are the names of folks that I don't care what they all, their ideology is. Obviously, they're all Republicans. I know that much. But those people right there, yeah. Um, if they work in your district, do me, you, and everybody else a favor and don't vote for them when their time comes up. Don't vote for those people. If you can't vote for something as easy and as simple as this, or you or or oppose something as simple and as easy as this one, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not saying you shouldn't work. I'm not saying you shouldn't make a living. You just shouldn't be able to hold public office because that right there shows a level of incompetence or just flat out stupidity that we do not need, do not need in our government. So hopefully, and they normally do with these bills, they normally release who, you know, the people who maybe oppose it or stuff like that. I'm probably going to try to look that up. And if I find it on next week's show, I'm going to lead off with that if I find it. But they need to release it because those people do not need to be in office at all. They can go work somewhere else. I don't care where they work at, but they can't they can't be they can't be in office. They can't be in government work. But all right, ladies and gents, that's it for today's show. Thank you very much again for listening. Again, if you like the content you're getting here on those different podcasts and listening platforms, give me a like, rate the show, subscribe to the show, tell your friends, family members, loved ones, tell everybody. I greatly appreciate y'all support. It really, really means a lot. But nevertheless, I hope you all have a very, very good week. And I will talk to you all later. Peace. Peace.